Whether on the go or at the table, get lost in a conversation about everything coffee with your host, Eric Ortiz. Hey everyone, welcome to Everything Coffee, a podcast that delves into the relationship of coffee with a variety of people, from manufacturers, cafe owners, coffee roasters, social media personalities, and so much more. This podcast takes on a deep conversation about everything coffee. Today I'm joined by Aaron Taylor, owner of Common Grounds Coffee in El Paso, and Vanessa Williams, head of branding and marketing. Both Aaron and Vanessa, both coffee lovers, obviously, and Karen. Aaron was born and raised in El Paso, Texas, also graduate of UTEP, go Miners. His experience ranges from all the aspects of the food services industry. And with a passion for coffee and other amazing drinks, it was soon that Aaron wanted to share that with more audiences. Common Grounds Coffee was born by having local businesses carry his own coffee products and now investing in his own brick-and-mortar coffee store. We'll get the inside knowledge of Common Grounds Coffee and the steps Aaron has taken to make his dreams come true, along with the assistance of Vanessa Williams in social media side. You can visit Common Grounds Coffee at commongroundscoffeealpaso.com. You can also visit them on Facebook, all one word, at Common Grounds Coffee El Paso as well as Instagram, at Common Grounds Coffee El Paso. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome both Aaron and Vanessa. How are you guys doing? Hi, doing well. Hi, thanks for having us. Thank Absolutely. you for having us. Absolutely. And what the intro, what a privilege. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's always fun. You know, um, having done this show now, um, you guys, you get, you, this show will air in the, the second half of the season. And uh, we, we, we've been trying to bring in as many local and El Paso uh, individuals as possible. And we had Zoe Dobard from, from the hive and then yourselves now coming in uh, as a second guest representing the, the sun city in, in El Paso. Fantastic. Texas. Are yeah. you, are you both graduates of UTEP or just you, Aaron? Just me. Okay. I graduated from Texas state university. All right. Well, we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you. <laughs> she, she left to have fun. I, I did it. I did. I had a lot of fun on that river. A, that, that, that's a party school. Come on. I, was I also s- studied. I was going to say, wasn't there, wasn't there a movie from, from Texas State University, Unnecessary Roughness? Wasn't that movie called like that? It was a football movie. Oh, oh he's right. Yeah. 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 I don't yeah. know. I no, wouldn't be surprised. But she studied accounting. She was she's a smart oh. gal. Okay. Well, we'll 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 let that slide then. We'll let it slide. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you guys are both in El Paso and we have Common Grounds Coffee in El Paso and 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 this has been quite the venture for you, Aaron. Um, when did it all start? It has been quite the journey in a short amount of time. Um the inception of the idea was I would say March, April 2021. Oh, wow. And then um, very quickly, a month later is when I started to go out and um, pitch to businesses after I created the, the, um, the prototype of the product. And, and talk to us a little bit about the product itself. What, what, what do you sell? Okay, so currently, um, the way this all started off was I, had a, I, I knew my skills were to – I could make coffee very well. And um, – I used to make coffee for friends and family and it's usually cold brew. I'm a big cold brew fan mostly because um, I like to control what's in my coffee, the right beans, make sure they're organic and um, for acidity levels because cold brew is a lot easier on the body and a lot lower acid than typical drip coffee because what's worse than a, an iced coffee that was just hot coffee that got stale, you know, and cold. <laughs> so I thought, well, 
I mean, I'm, I'm skilled in all aspects of like, you know, espresso, this, that, but I thought, okay, well, to make it portable, it had to be cold, obviously. And I thought, what's re- what are, what does the demographic really want right now? Non-vegan milk for sure. I chose organic oat milk sure, because it has a nice creamy mouthfeel similar to like a regular coffee. And, um, for sweetening, I, I very lightly sweeten it with just raw organic sugar. A couple of the products do have local honey as their sweetener. And um, I chose a really stylish kind of design and bottle. And and I kind of just went out there and I took a risk and uh, made a very nice business proposal and return on investment. And just to make sure, you know, the business owners knew I was, um, I was serious about this, not just trying to randomly come around and push a product. And the reception was... Um, was very favorable. I'm very blessed and grateful. How, and, uh, how long I, before uh, you, you really got something taken off with, with you know, the business itself where you were actually putting product in stores and selling? <laughs> um, truthfully, it sounds obnoxious. Within, within six weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is a lot faster for some than, than most well, people. Yeah, um, but like six weeks was like from like the I had a my light bulb went off to it being available. Yeah, in stores. It, your first was one fifty cents. Yeah, in May. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So and we did. Um. Mm-hmm. So who? So who's carrying it right now? Now, um, now before we kind of get into the to the unveiling and all of that, before we get to that part <laughs> of it, but who's been carrying it in El Paso, or is it just El Paso? Is it anywhere else across the it's state? Ju- it's just in El Paso. I don't have uh, up until until we I get the brick and mortar figured out. I'm kind of limited on um, space and being able to grow exponentially. Um, right now, the products could be found at Grove Brunch Cafe in Cimarron at 150 Sunset in the Upper Valley and Juicery Plus on Airway with more locations of those to come as well as the Grove. Um, in the beginning of, or in the, I would say mid-2021, there was a lot of excitement about it. So at one point I was in almost 15 locations. However, because it is a natural organic product, I don't use preservatives, so it has a shelf life. Think of maybe like fresh juice. Sure. So it can't stay on the shelf too long. So some places just don't have the volume or traffic to command recurring business. But these three have been my staples. So we just try and make sure and take care of them the best. And it's been going really well. And it's always nice to you. It it sounds like it. Yeah. 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 And and when I'm thinking about a product like this, it probably needs drive, right? When it comes down to it. And and, and I think we're, we're kind of getting into Vanessa's territory because <laughs> yes. it, it doesn't sell itself, sadly, as much as we would no, like it. No, it doesn't. Do. And it's funny. I love, you know, I have a very good relationship with all of the managers at these um, locations. But at times I do feel I I have to do a little bit of, you know, like a, like a prep meeting or I have to like check in a little bit more. You know, it's my baby. So I don't mind doing that. But it does feel like when it's out of my hands, I have to help them manage that and go a little above and beyond, which I think they appreciate actually as a vendor. You know, like, I mean, I'm very reasonable and I just like to make sure they're happy. I'm happy. Customers are happy. And that's the, that's the main goal. Sure. And, um, and yeah, the reason why I started it this way, instead of going into massive debt, trying to do a location with no kind of following was I didn't want a failure, especially, um, we were just coming out of the year of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We all know how tough that was. So I figured, um, 
it's funny when I started I, in my head, I wanted to have a brick and mortar in one year. And it seems like maybe just a few months past a year, but it's going to happen, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. And Vanessa's really helped a lot with gaining more of a following and pop. We do, you know, we do pop-ups and farmer's markets and store things and just getting the community behind it. Cause El Paso is wonderful in the sense that we really do um, support each other, local businesses. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And Vanessa for yourself, when it's come to the marketing, the branding of this product, What's been the angles to get the audiences to come out there and try it out? So one thing that's really cool about Common Grounds Coffee and about Aaron and his vision is that everything is extremely high quality. All of the ingredients are very unique to different, like, I don't know if you've ever had any of the coffee, but we have this one blue coffee. It's literally the color blue. It's called blueberry vanilla. And the reason that it's blue is because it has blue spirulina in it which is actually a superfood. And it's just like the creamiest, most delicious coffee. It's gorgeous. It has superfoods in it. And it really is quite easy to just tell people what the product is and have them interested and want to try it. And then once they try it, they're hooked. We have people that order every single week. Um, Aaron delivers to their house every single week. They have to have their CGC coffee, their common friends <laughs> coffee yes. every week. And, and it really is getting everything out in front of everybody, but truly once they try it, the coffee sells itself. So, and then we also have this, a uh, different coffee. Uh, it's our, the pink one. It's oh, the almond rose. The almond rose. Yeah. It's pink. And he came up with that, uh, during Valentine's day. Yes. It was for Lululemon. Yes. And they wanted everything pink. So I made them the pink coffee <laughs> and the pink, pink juice. And like they wanted it for a big, like they do um, these quarterly events. Yes. And then people saw photos and they were like, what is that? I we need? have to try it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so what makes it pink, because Aaron's not going to put just anything in his coffee. He wants it to be high quality, good for you ingredients. So he puts beetroot powder in it. And you would think, it will wow. beets. But no, it tastes so good you have you would not even guess thank you what's in it yeah it's and just like so good the um yeah that one's so special because it has um vanilla and almond and it has rose water but the the proper rose water um that a lot of um international stores or like middle eastern people use because i'm half syrian and like we just not we like like orange blossom and you know rose and elevated flavors but that one is interesting because with the earthiness of the beetroot powder those flavor combinations give it almost a chocolatey yes. body and taste, but there's no chocolate. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. yeah. You're going to make so everyone good. that can have one want one. Um, well, honey, go to our website. <laughs> go to our website and we There we are. Yes, yes, yes. Those two are right. And, you know, I just came – those two I just um, – so the, the pink one was just randomly for um, – for Valentine's Day, and then it came up, and I just thought, like, oh, I, like I use blue spirulina at home, and I that's what I, I was like, why not? Why not make it blueberry vanilla? Actually, blue. I mean, it is um a superfood, and it is good for you, but it's also you know some marketing, like catch your eye. Yeah. yeah. People are like, what do you have there? I want that. Yes, exactly. And um because the other coffees um are just a very beautiful golden tan color. Yeah. As most coffees are, and the bottles are see through, so you can see what's in the ingredients and um how do you both how do you both approach the social media side of it and 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 the sale portion of it because obviously they're they're they coincide with each other but 
How do you approach that with just any random audience besides showing off the superfoods and what you're putting into the ingredients? But what what else goes into that for you that drives that that audience gauge? Really, truly, we have a relationship with our customers. We have grown the Instagram specifically all organically. You know, we have somebody that tries it, loves it, shares it with a friend. Um, Aaron is very responsive on the DM. So any questions people have, we're very responsive, quickly trying to get everybody their answers. And we just, we get on and we talk to everybody and we make relationships with people. And in the beginning, we did a lot of farmer's markets as well. So we got to meet people and, and really just foster those relationships. And Aaron is right too. El Paso is an amazing city for this because People are fans because we're local and because his products are just so high quality. And, you know, like I see, I'll meet people at the farmer's market and then see them in our DMs. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I met you today. How was your coffee? Did you love yeah. it? I'm so happy. Isn't it just a wonderful feeling? And she's absolutely right. We do have relationships with these customers and my, my regular delivery customers, personal orders. I have them... In, they're in my mind. They're in my messages. Mm-hmm. I have their first name, last name, phone number memorized. Like they're they're not just customers. Like we're friends. Yeah, and it's amazing. And so you built up um, a community a lot with yes. what you do. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Aaron, yeah, because, t- tell me a little bit about the the aspect of business itself. What has been the most difficult part of all of this? Because listening to this, obviously, it took place within six weeks before you're already selling product. But what's been the most difficult aspect personally for you driving this? So um, I'd say the clearest obstacle was funding, which is why I decided to approach this business venture in this manner. And then as well as um, just letting people without a brick and mortar, letting people know that it exists and it's available and it's fantastic. That's where Vanessa comes in a lot too. And helps out with that to get the word out. And um, she's amazing. She helps. She, I'm very limited with social media. She does the <laughs> reels and stories and posts. Like I get ideas and then she helps me out with them. And she creates things organically on her own. And um, obstacles, I just, um, for example, like there is one of the stores where they're kind of slowing down on sales, but they shouldn't be. And I just went in there to talk to the servers and um, to remind them to push them. And I'll, I got them a little gift for the winner. Like just things like that. I just, um, I don't mind it, but it just seems like if it's not in my control, I'm wondering, is it selling our customers happy? So I try and touch base a few times a week with the restaurants and, um, I'm, I'm very privileged and blessed that they're usually very, very happy because when we're at a pop-up or a farmer's market, it's face to face and you get the reaction sure, immediately, sure. which is always kind of good for the soul too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, I just hear from the manager and I'm just like, but is everyone really happy? <laughs> so I, I guess just having to relinquish like the, into other people's hands, I guess that's a control thing. But um, I'll get that. I'll get that chicken noodle for the soul when I have people in my shop face to face. And I'm guessing that's the reason why you're going to open up the shop. So, so that you have more control and aspect over your product. That and because um, I'm we're going to still continue with the businesses I have. And then when they have their subsequent other locations. Um, but yeah, this was always the plan was, um, to have a brick and mortar and, um, I do want face to face with customers, but I also want to offer them a variety of other things that I'm talented with because I'm not just coffee. You could do espresso and I special teas that we're going to carry from Vanessa's 
business actually called Blue Tide Organics. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm going to do like, we're going to just do a lot of, I want it to be a very welcoming little bistro cafe, kind of a grab and go, but more elevated and just have very nice options and snacks and everything will be beautiful and prepackaged and think like, like overnight oats, acai bowls, personal charcuteries, um, a caprese salad, just things for like in the, the area where the shop is, it's a lot of working, um, working young adults, just more like, um, business oriented people got a lot of things going on, you know, in and out consistency is the key. That's one thing I would say for sure is that, um, I think that part of the reason why I was successful is that everything must be as perfect as possible every time, every time you order it. Cause what's the worst of what's worse than you? When you remember, you're like, gosh, that was delicious. Whether it be a coffee <laughs> sure. or a steak or a dessert. And then you go back and oh, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm curious, Aaron, El Paso has, it, it's not the biggest coffee place in the world. It's, it's rooted in coffee, right? The Mexican American heritage, working class heritage here in El Paso that, that woke up early on, got their Folgers on with their percolators <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden had their drinks and slowly as, as a resident here for the last many, many years, I won't date myself. Um, <laughs> I, I will say specifically that El Paso has gotten better in the coffee world, but I still feel that the third wave coffee ride hasn't necessarily fully arrived in El Paso. We still have just, you know, catering to the normal Joe, which is fantastic. Nothing wrong with that, but there's very few products or even few, I would say brick and mortars that, that cater to that specific third wave coffee format, which is, you know, the Gen Z's and the millennials that exist out there. Yes. Is this where you're heading towards a little bit. Absolutely. And I like the way that you described third wave because yes, the, you know, the culture originally, maybe like a few decades ago, is just very simple. And then we do have a good amount of coffee shops and there, Hey, there is nothing wrong with a fantastic coffee shop that makes your cappuccino, you know, to the nines and it's perfect and everything. But I've always, whenever I've set out to do a project in my life, I want to take my own spin on it and do things like, I'm not a coffee snob that says this needs to be this way. There's other methods of doing things and finding out how to create a beautiful product that doesn't have to necessarily be so stiff and, you know, like sterile, like, oh my gosh, that's off by one half gram. It's going to be like, you know, like all that. And I've all, and the flavors that I offer are all naturally flavored and they're more elevated, I would say, than what I would normally find. And they just came so naturally to me. I just thought vanilla pistachio, lemon mocha, honey oat, sure, um, maple bourbon pecan, just things that sound. I just um, creatively, I've taught myself um, as a young man that if it catches my attention, it's probably a good idea. And I've learned, I've, I've, re- I've really had to learn how to trust my instinct and not have to worry about what do you think about this or ask everyone else's opinions and. Um, yeah, a lot of people thought I was nuts. <laughs> they were like, what do you... Like, I remember one day I was just telling someone, they're like, yeah, I'm going to sell coffee. My buddy's like, what do you mean? You can't just sell coffee. I was like, well, why can't I? Yeah. I know how to do it well, and I'm just going to create a... I just... If, when it's when it's the right path, it just feels so natural and easy. Sure. And I'm happy. I feel like I'm right where I need to be. Yeah. Sure. And, and, and Vanessa, for you, it, 
with the marketing and branding and, and having listened to Aaron talk about the elevated product itself, <laughs> El Paso can easily get into that realm anywhere else included, not just El Paso, but mm-hmm. how do you approach that side of it, making it an elevated drink, trying to promote that third wave element, but also kind of realizing you can't go too far, especially somewhere in El Paso before you start alienating individuals or making them feel odd. But how do you navigate that for yourself as marketing? We are, it is a very elevated drink, but we make it approachable. We like, I've been to places, whether it be a wine bar or whether it be, you know, different things where I don't know, like I'll use wine as an example. I might have said uh, Malbec incorrectly. And then they're, they make fun of me or, you know, like, Oh, you mean, Chardonnay, or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we're not like that. We, Aaron is so good at what he does, and and we make it very approachable. We make Thank it you. delicious. We make it something that, you know, like a lot of people are looking for non dairy options, not even that they're vegan necessarily, but that dairy hurts their stomach. And so we have great options for everybody, and we're very approachable, and we'll answer your questions. And if you say it, wrong. We're not going to make fun of you. It's just like a beautiful community of people that enjoy drinking coffee. And so many people love coffee. So many people, and if they don't love coffee, they love tea. And Aaron's going to have a great variety of different teas and things like that. But really, we're just very approachable and and helpful people that love coffee. And we're finding others in our community that love it as much as we do. And I'm glad, yeah, to, hear, yeah, I'm glad awesome. to hear all of that. Yeah. That was, that was good. <laughs> yeah, we should, you know, can open up a really, like, a really chill, approachable, inviting hangout spot with some awesome beverages and snacks. And exactly. It just, mm-hmm. And you had asked earlier about some of the, um, what was the word? Not hard things. that you Obstacles? Or, obstacles, or, yes. yeah. Some of the obstacles that he's gone through. And really, it's been so cool. Uh, One of the things he mentioned was funding because really like starting a brick and mortar and getting the funding to do everything yourself is not easy, especially after one year of business. You know, there's a lot of expenses. But the cool thing about everything that Aaron's doing is every order that people make goes towards opening his shop. And so literally when you're ordering from Common Grounds Coffee, You're helping a dream come true. Every single order, every single six-pack that he delivers, literally everybody that has been buying coffee from Aaron, you're you're helping to fund his brick and mortar. And we're making a beautiful space for people to come and gather and enjoy coffee. And we're going to do matcha classes and different things. We're just going to make it for everybody to come and enjoy. And we just really appreciate Every single customer that has ordered, even if it's just one six pack, because you're helping make this dream a reality. And we just appreciate El Paso so much. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Vanessa <laughs> Marie Marquez Williams, you're going to bring a tear to me on a Sunday morning. I know. I know. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, she's perfectly correct. And that yeah. was just beautiful. Thank and, you. And Aaron, I'm just curious because guests we've had on the show before, uh, people that I've known for a while that, that, have gone into the business of owning a cafe and didn't have a lick of, of knowledge of business. Now you're different in that aspect because even though you've never owned a business prior to this, uh, you, you went to UTEP and you got a degree in business. 
Yes. Um, yeah. So I studied business communications. I did very well there with honors. Um, and while I was in college, as many young people are, I worked a service industry job. Um, I was a restaurant server. And then I quickly moved up to be one of their assistant managers. And um, and you were a bartender, too. Oh, yeah, I was a bartender. Bartending, you know what? Bartending's fun to make some money. Let's just call it the way it is. <laughs> and like, but the experience I've had at a few places I used to work is that, I don't know how to say this, but like I was raised right mm. is the best way to say it. Yeah. I, was ni- I was 19 in 2009. And this is before, like, you know, have you were saying the new wave, like, and then even younger folks these days, the work ethic is not quite what what I was taught. So all those great skills and um, habits that I learned from my awesome managers and past owners, I've really held on to that. And sometimes <laughs> I still think about them. And they really did help me out in that way because sometimes you get very frustrated being at a job like that some days. And you're like, what are you doing with your life? And But you get you gain skills and things, especially when – it's now leading up to it and it's all full circle that this is my future. This is all the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. So, totally. so um, the, the interesting thing about that is that what I'm more concerned with is just making it inviting the, let's say the front of the house, the kitchen and like how to like these food products I'm deciding or drink menus, all of that back in my hand, which is such a huge blessing. I'm not, a, I don't have any fear going into that because that I can do easily. I just want to make sure people, you know, are able to find the place. They want to come in and hang out for a bit and I'll be there all the time, you know, (laughs) so we can, you know, talk, answer questions and offer a really great product for some great people. And, and and I am curious, Aaron, with with your, your background in business with the degree, how much of that has actually translated to offering you good information about what you're doing and, and how much of that is rooted into that background? Truthfully? (laughs) (laughs) um you know not i i okay fine i don't use any seals that i did learn from my degree i don't i mean it's just um college is an interesting topic these days but it's more um you're assigned papers and you do the papers you get grades and um no i didn't i don't think that i really i wanted to finish my bachelor's even though i I was not the kid that grew up and said, I want to be a, a doctor, a lawyer, or this. I didn't have that clear path. I just knew I needed to do something creative because part of my background is that I'm a natural um, artist, I would say. I draw and sketch. I taught myself when I was younger. When I was um, in my mid-20s, I actually worked as a commissioned artist for a little bit. And um, so creativity and freedom to be creative is very important to me. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, some things, but I don't know how to, I, I guess I was more, it was more logical, I guess, but um, how to write those reports. No, I haven't used them, yeah. but it, it was, it kept me in the right mind frame, I guess. Business. You know, sure. I, Entrepreneurship. I, throughout this whole process, a lot of times when you're pulling from your experience, working at different places, mm-hmm. doing huge caterings with different companies, oh, yeah. I think a lot of your, your life experience in the industry has really helped taught you what not to do oh, necessarily, yeah. what to do. So yeah. j- just so, like most cases, life experience trumps that of, of the college oh experience, unfortunately. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Vanessa's so right. And these are things, it's funny because when I leave a position or a job, I don't really think about it too much. And I forgot about that. Yeah. And like, so that, that hustle and like 
like all the learning, all those skills of what to do, when to do, um, timing. A lot of it is time management mm -hmm. and making sure everything is organized and just being prepared. Sure. And if and if there is a hiccup or a problem, handle it. Handle it. We we yeah. say that all the time. Just handle <laughs> it. Handle it. Like handle it. Don't call me with problems. Give me solutions to work from. You know, like and um. Like there was this one catering, it was a 600 person catering. I helped an old, an old manager called me out of the blue. I was like, I need help. I need you to manage this for me. I wasn't even in the, that world anymore. I was like, sure, I got this. And you just got to be on top of everything. You need to know, you just have to be out there. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't run a place from an office in the corner. You have to be on the floor. And I, I want to say that for some odd reason, I mean, I'm very skilled at anticipating needs. Yeah, that's true. You are. I am. It just it just seems to happen that way where people are like, that's exactly what I need. I didn't even know I was. It's yeah. literally freaky. <laughs> no, it's so freaky. Sometimes I'll be like, I'll be helping Aaron at an event and he'll just hand me a water. And I'm like, how did you know I was thirsty? And he's like, because I just knew it. Or I'll be, <laughs> I'll be holding all of these things. And you did this for one of your businesses, Caterings. Uh -huh. the, the hostess had a bunch of things in her hand and you just walked over and grabbed the gifts and put them where they belong. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. How did you know? And he's like, oh, yeah. I knew. For Janelle, because she didn't have a, it was this beautiful house, but there wasn't an area for gifts yet. And um, she was like, you know, she's trying to be very chummy, chummy hostess. And she's holding all these presents and I could tell she didn't have anywhere to put them. I was like, oh, Janelle, I'll take those off your hands. I'll put them right here by the fireplace. It was in the summer, so we're not going to use it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that skill helps a lot in business because when he's planning everything down to, you know, the, the details in his kitchen and how he's going to be using it, everything is really planned out down to every detail. Things work out really swimmingly for him, but not just because he's lucky, but because he has Thank gone through you. and thought about every detail. Thank you. Because you know what? People have, there is a misconception that I YOLO this. Yeah, no. It has to be thought out, especially because now you're actually considering going to mortar, brick and mortar here. Oh, and yeah. Exactly. When, when's our yeah. timeline for that, Aaron? Oh, it's coming up very soon. Opening day will be October 3rd. October 3rd. So by the time this airs, you'll already yep. have heard, um, or at least just a week away or, or close to it, from yes. the uh, the uh, opening of Common Grounds El Paso, Common Grounds Coffee El Paso, I yeah, should say. Where, where's it going to be close. located, Aaron? Where's it going to be located? So it'll be on the west side of town. It will be at 6350 Escondido Drive, Suite A11. And it is part of a small, smart community called the Piazza Escondido. Very pretty kind of um, work live spaces. Um, it has a very Mediterranean vibe. It's very pretty. Very pretty. Very casual. Like, casual, but it makes you feel like you're almost in a small town in Europe. Yeah, definitely. It's really pretty. It's a cute I'm very, community. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very glad that worked out. And, um, yeah, things are just moving, man. Like, after this, we're going we're gonna to go put together furniture. Yeah. And <laughs> Squeeze in a podcast before we get into that, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. For, yeah, for sure. No, um, but it's going to be opening pretty soon. And um, speaking of diligence and attention to detail like Vanessa was mentioning earlier that's what I should have said attention to detail also um you know very within a week I had my plumbing inspection city inspection all my permits comptroller and it's not ordinary for that to happen so quickly oh wow so just it, yeah. so I mean so it's working itself out just beautifully it, it just seems it just seems like yeah like 
you know, the obstacles I had, they're kind of starting to diminish. Like this, like Taylor, go this way. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. You're you're doing it, Peter. You're flying. (laughs) Well, I, I definitely (laughs) wish you guys uh, the nothing but the best of luck on all of this. I, I just truly am always happy to bring in someone local in El Paso to talk on this podcast and promote because it's just important to help local businesses, whether you're in El Paso, whether you're someone else, but Aaron, Vanessa, tell me where can people find common grounds coffee in El Paso? All right. So Aaron just told you our location. It's going to be on Escondido. What's the address again? 6350. 6350. Sweet. A11. A11. I just memorized that. No, you're fine. And on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, we are common grounds coffee. El Paso, all one word. Um, and please follow us. We are, we post everything, especially on Instagram. Yes, so please. we're going to be having a bunch of different opening, grand opening events and different things. And we want to invite all of our followers. So get on there. Also on our website, commongroundscoffeeelpaso.com. You can order there and we deliver. And literally... Every single order is going to help make this space happen. So awesome. we just appreciate everything. And we appreciate you so much ah, for no, having no, us no. on your thank podcast. You, thank you. Thank, thank you. you guys. I, I appreciate you the time much. you all give us. And don't forget to subscribe to and get lost in the conversation about everything yes. coffee podcast on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Visit everything coffee at everythingcoffee.podbean.com. Visit us at everything.coffee.podcast on Instagram. Thank you for joining us and supporting local businesses in your city and around the world. Thank you. Thank you.